When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. By no one's demand, but our own and from our home office and the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios in sunny, scenic, hot as holy hell, Elizabeth Park, Nashville, Tennessee. It is the 615 Sessions Podcast. Welcome in. Presented by A to Z Sports and, of course, our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Fun show for you today. Some, A lot of news, really, over the last 48 hours with the Tennessee Titans. They go down to Tampa Bay. I've just returned from Tampa Bay after six days down there. They beat the holy hell out of the Buccaneers' backups, basically, after joint training camp practices against them. Then we all get back from Tampa, and Mike Vrabel tests positive for COVID. There's a report of an A.J. Brown knee injury, and on and on these things start to spiral. So now... As we enter into the final week of the preseason, there's a lot of things to get into. Also, you know, roster cutdowns loom on the horizon. So that's what we're going to do with the boys from Football and Other F-Words. Today, Zebo and Mr. Lebowski are going to be in tow. We got your Music City Mailbag questions as well at the end of the pod. And we will do all of that right after I tell you about my friends at Two Rivers Ford. Now, you've heard me talk a lot about Two Rivers Ford. And I know some of you out there, you haven't necessarily had the time to go and check out Ford lately. That's okay. I'm here to tell you exactly why you should. They've got some amazing new vehicles in the works, like the Ford Maverick. The Maverick is a smaller truck. It's built for those of you out there who aren't necessarily truck people. It's compact. It gets great gas mileage. And at the same time, it's roomy and has all the bells and whistles that come with the new Fords. The 2022 Ford Maverick, more than anything, though, is under... $20,000, priced at under $20,000, that's the best selling point of any of this. It's an incredible value for your family and for your price point. Remember, the Maverick is only available for pre-order. It's not on the lot just yet, but you can stop and talk to any of the non-commissioned sales reps at Two Rivers Ford about it. There's so much to love about Two Rivers Ford, the most trusted dealership around. So go see them in Mount Juliet. Call them at toll-free 800-900-1000 or online at tworiversford.com. All right, so I was just getting ready to dog cuss Zach Lyons before he sat down, so I figured we might as well start the podcast and do it here live and in person. Lebowski, Zebo of the Football and Other Efforts podcast, of course, at broadwaysportsmedia.com. Uh, is where you can find both of these fine gentlemen amongst all of the, the offerings that they are producing there. Hello, boys. Hello. What Hello. am I getting dog cuss for? Well, mostly because I was getting ready to tell a story of how uh, one of your... So what is what is the relationship? Perhaps you can explain this to me before I set to dog cussing you. Um, what is the relationship between 440 Sports and Broadway Sports Media, or are they one and the same? They're, they're not one in the same. We're just uh, on their podcast network. So it's like, let's say you had your own show, but you were getting paid by A to Z, but they, you know, they basically, our podcast is on their RSS feed. So right. we're brought to you by 440 Sports, but we're not like a, we're not the same thing, if that makes sense. Does that okay. make sense? It, it does, except for the part where you said they weren't paying you. They're not paying you for your for your product. Well, nobody's paying us for a product besides the people at broadwaysportsmedia.com. Okay. Well, that's that's <laughs> important, I suppose. So anyway, I was just getting ready to tell Lebowski because I have a 3HL hit here in just a little bit. And uh, and, I, and he thought that I was filling in for them. And I said, absolutely not. That is exclusively the wheelhouse of now Braden Gall, 
who every time he tells me that I've done something wrong, I just remind him that he's my fill-in now and eat that shit. So, you know, <laughs> such is life, which gives me great delight every time I see him. No, I've forgotten what I was going to dog cuss you about. So you're off the hook. I'm just happy All right. to have you. I like it. <laughs> so I guess we should start. What do you want to start with? Because your coach has got COVID. Um, he was he said, eh. like, it's not, it's not like, it's not that big of a deal. It, I mean, he didn't make it seem like a big deal. Why should I make, I mean, he's vaccinated. Right. So, you know, he sure I, is. I get it. I get COVID's a dangerous thing and maybe I'm being too flippant about it, but I, I, between that and the AJ Brown news, breaking news story that Adam Schefter put out, I, I'm just like these, neither of these are that big stories to me. Um, Hopefully that does a poo-poo on the whole podcast. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, he looked like shit yesterday when he jumped on the Zoom with us. Uh, so it may, may be more than the sore throat that he's letting on to. But so there, there are too many things for you to be happy about, boys, to worry about your coach having COVID or potentially your star wide receiver dealing with some kind of knee flare up, whatever the hell it is, uh, yeah, over no, the last couple of weeks. I mean, I was just thinking before I came on, this has been one of the first seasons that I not only have I been excited to watch preseason football for the Titans and it's delivered, they've been fun to watch. Yeah. Preseason football overall has been kind of really enjoyable to watch. I mean, there's got to be a plane of existence out there somewhere where Justin Fields' soul has landed and finally settled down, right? Because what an unbelievable hit that man took before we get to the Titans. God, that was awesome. And and your only hope is that you and your uh, defensive, your newly formed defensive line can do the same kind of thing to him on Saturday when the Titans host the Chicago Bears. Yeah, no, they absolutely decapitated him, and it always makes me laugh. Why the fuck do we have one person every year who says the game doesn't seem all that fast to me? The game, you know, seems to be pretty slow to me because he gives the coach the athletic, Zebo, and then, you know, he literally gets his soul stolen from his body, as Lebowski he, outlined. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder if he saw that hit in slow motion because, <laughs> because you know, <laughs> I rewound it and watched it in slow motion because it because it was exactly kind of what he deserves for saying stuff like that. And I, I, I hate rookies who come in, oh, the game's not as fast as I thought it was. Yeah, not until you get hit in the fucking mouth. It's preseason. Like, let's relax here about how fast the game is when you're going up against third and fourth string guys who may not even make the team. Right, until fat number 59, whose name escapes me, comes flying off the edge unblocked and literally takes your head off because fat 59 moves a hell of a lot faster than he should. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you, what do you, I mean, Lebowski, you said that you're, you're enjoying preseason football. The, if you are a Titans fan, I imagine preseason football to be enjoyable at this particular juncture other than Logan Woodside insisting on throwing balls behind the receiver instead of leading them. What have you most enjoyed? I mean, it, you know, particularly the last couple of weeks. I, I mean, let's start with uh, with Saturday. Elijah Molden. What else can you say? I mean, I, I don't know what I liked more about just his overall performance or the dog army crawl he did. To sack. I, I mean, I, I don't know. It, that's what's been enjoyable to me is the, so far with the defense is that the defense looks to be competent. And almost like, and again, it's preseason. It's it's hard to get, you know, too wild about this. But the defense feels like they've got something they want to prove. And damn, if they don't look competent. Yeah, Shane Bowen so far is uh, through two preseason games is a better defensive coordinator than Mike Frabel is through, through his whole career as a defensive coordinator, including the time at the Texans. I mean, the, the team looks like they're all on the same page for once. And it feels like it's been forever just because the way that they played last year just made games feel so much longer than they had to be <laughs> like i felt like that season last season because of the defense just felt like it was torture to watch that defense and it is borderline well it wasn't borderline it just got to the point where i just laughed and every time a third down conversion happened i just laughed because there's all, it's all you can do and now you're talking about a defense and i get it it's preseason maybe we sh we all should not be that hype but the, the stuff that you see is such a night and day difference of what you saw in the regular season last year. Like just the communication, the way they're swarming the ball, the, the way that everybody's trying to punch out, you know, when they get near a guy and they're trying to tackle him, they're trying to go for the ball and knock it out. And the fact that Elijah Molden blacked out and still recorded a sack, just his body, Jesus take the wheel and he got the sack. <laughs> like, I mean, it's, it's, it's preseason, but this is the most fun I've ever had at a 
during preseason. And I think the Titans feel like they're really feeling themselves on defense. And it sounds like from training camp reports that they feel themselves. I mean, like they're feeling it. They're feeling that, you know, what, what, I don't know. What one feels, find a way to say the word feel again in the sentence. And then we'll, we'll describe accurately how exactly they're feeling. I feel like they're feeling the feels. They're all in their feelings. I'm so mad. I, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, two of twelve against the Fal or allowed against the Falcons, two of fourteen against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, and and listen, we we all understand. I'm not. This is let it be the last time that we say that it's only preseason, and that's the context with when, which with when with which end we're talking about this particular football team. But it does matter um, because you know, for all of for all of the problems that they had last year, you know, we literally just got done as we taped this on a Monday, literally just got done at practice with Shane Bowen because obviously Mike Vrabel not available at the podium because he's sitting in his house somewhere in Franklin making Jen Vrabel miserable. Um, Shane <laughs> Bowen said today that half the guys in the room are new, so they're basically rebuilding the uh, drink, if you've heard this one before, identity. They're rebuilding the identity of the entirety of the defense. But it is there is something tangible there. Whether you're watching them on the practice field right now, they carry themselves differently. Jeffrey Simmons and Roger Saffold getting into it today uh, and and really, you know, not – not causing, not causing a full-on fight, but you can see the kind of energy that the defense has this year in a way that was not evident last year. They didn't have confidence. They didn't know who was coaching them, basically. There are many of them didn't actually know Shane Bowen other than to know his face whilst passing him in the hall. And even that, they weren't allowed to do that often because he had COVID at the start of the year, and many of them you know, were told to stay six to ten feet the hell away from him and not just off the receiver that they were tasked to cover. I mean, outside of, outside of Molden on Saturday, it seems like you found a kicker. It seems like really the worst concern that you have right now, Lebowski, is how wretched your backup offensive line looks because they they ain't got nobody there right now. Yeah, that it's it's a revolving door, um, unfortunately, on the backup O line. But kicking wise, yes, it feels nigh kicking of all things we're diving into. But for the Titans, it's been a problem, and it, it's good to see that salmon is is ficking doing it did y'all see that do you, you like that that's right <laughs> make that face damn it i'm gonna work in a fam too before this podcast is over but and um, what the fuck get out of here with fam like <laughs> i i love jason martin i love ramon foster i even kind of like jonathan Schaefer. but they can take that fam thing and stick it straight up their asses because i cannot listen to that word said one more time on either the internet or the radio i say of course respectfully yeah, tell me, tell me about it, cousin. But it, it's oh. so the the problem. Actually, Mike tweeted out earlier that it it kind of sucks for McCann because oh. it looks like he potentially could have lost his job because some Falcons clown got a cheap shot on him, right? Yeah. And he just sat there on the injury report. But I'm happy that the Titans have kind of secured away the kicking piece. And at, again, I got to go back to it's just it's been enjoyable to watch this preseason the back of a lot does bother the hell out of me but i guess you can't be perfect in everything right that's right right so the titans are perfect right now yeah uh, i mean it's also the backup o-line i mean how if we ever see the titans get to a game in the regular season or playoffs where those five are your last resorted offensive line that's it's a huge issue obviously but you know Eventually, there's going to be Lawan, Saffold, all them, all them guys there, all the starters that have been playing. I, I find it, I do find it funny that Saffold, a few days after saying that he's too old to get into fights and stuff on the field, turns around in the first uh, practice back gets into <laughs> gets into a fight after there were like several fights, you know, in Tampa. But you know, that's just what anti Saffold does. Anti Saffold experiment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was trying to get my aunt and cousin. Y'all got the, all the aunt and cousin family. Oh, fam it was things. such a lame joke by you. My God. He I just, think Lebowski got no, it. No, listen, I, I, mean, I mean, you Lebowski did get it, but Lebowski is an evil comic genius. So I will say that that one went over my head. But I mean, do you find your products worse because your team's good? Like, is the podcast worse because the team is good? And you don't have as many things to rant and bitch about? No, um, I can always find something to bitch about. Yeah. I mean, are you kidding? This man, this man 
openly thinks he can fight wild animals and win. Trust me, we, we got plenty of shit we could get into at any given point. I can Zach's do this already- milk crate t- challenge, by the way. This milk crate challenge is nothing. Like, I don't I don't get what the big deal is. It's just walk just up that- and walk down. Where are they getting these milk crates? I swear to God, a lot are of milk crates. raiding grocery stores at 2 a.m.? Kroger Kroger, and, and North Nashville selling them for 99 cents a crate. It's genius. Good for them. It's outstanding. Capitalism, baby. We do not. <laughs> so in God, fact, I, I, will... love our, I love how stupid humanity is. With how all those bad boys. How soon will A to Z uh, have be uh, sponsored by milk crates? <laughs> Listen, as soon as uh, as soon as Kroger makes their nut and then we can be sponsored by the Kroger <laughs> brand milk crates initially, because God knows they can't slap enough sponsorship on all of this, all the stuff I'm doing. I will take all of the money. You can literally tattoo milk Kroger milk crate across my forehead. I want you to have to wear a milk crate. I, listen, for the right price, I'll do it. I'm not above <laughs> anything at this point. I got. I got plenty of stuff still to sponsor, even though I have both metaphorically and physically sold out in every <laughs> sense of the imagination. So what what I guess what have you got? You guys have obviously been talking about all of the things that have been happening with this team over the course of the last couple of weeks. Football and other efforts is the podcast. Subscribe, rate, review. If you listen to this, you probably listen to them. So I got to tell you guys that. And by the way, don't think I didn't notice that you tried to like slide on me since Mike is not doing podcasting anymore and tell me, yeah, you know, every once in a while, it'd be great. You come on a podcast. You haven't asked me in like a year and a half. I God knows I can't physically talk on any more platforms humanly possible, but now you come to me since Mike is, you know, focusing on family and business and all these things that apparently matter more than the podcast. No disrespect. Well, I mean, we, you know, we, we got a little spot to fill, you know, here and there. We, we may, I just wanted to get you on standby just in case uh, your name, your name comes up on the list. I mean, you're like five, six on, on the list. <laughs> this, this after this Lebowski after he tells me that, that nobody pays for the podcast except Broadway sports. I mean, you know, the thing is, is that we're so busy and we're making so much money on this yeah. podcast, Buck. We will get, listen, by the time the Super Bowl rolls around this year, we'll find a way to work you in. So have your people call our people. Yeah, I will. I will be sure to do that. So I guess of all of the things, now that we are upon the final week of the preseason, uh, we're heading into the regular season. Are you, is, is it at all an issue for you that the entirety of the offense has yet to practice together? Not, not for me. I mean, you'd like to see Julio Jones and Ryan Tannehill get some, like, I guess, in-game slash 11-on-11 reps in a little bit more than what they have. Because I don't think – I think they've only done 7-on-7s seven or, like, way early. I don't even think they got an 11-on-11s. And, no, um, he did not take place – in fact, today was Derrick Henry's first work yeah. in 11-on-11. Today was Derrick Henry's first full practice. I mean – Julio's been in this kind of offense before with Shanahan, so I'm sure learning the playbook has isn't going to be an issue. You just kind of want to get the timing down. But you, was it two and a half weeks until the season starts? And you know, I'm, it's it's Julio Jones. I mean, maybe the timing will be off a little bit, but it's Julio freaking Jones. Like, I mean, does he need to practice? No. Do you want to? I am more interested in the injury reports when Mike Frabel starts having to do an injury report. It's probably all going to be limited every day. Everybody's limited. Uh, But I I guess I just, you know, I don't, I'm not concerned because besides Julio Jones, the rest of this, this, the pieces have all been practicing together. Maybe not this year, but at least last year. I'm not concerned. I, you know, I I think that, selfishly, I would like to see first-team offense a little bit in the preseason just so you can try to gauge if week one, if we're rolling into uh, – I, I, would, I would like for them to be able to go full throttle week one. So I would like them to try to work any kinks out that they have now. But at the same time, I've got to be a company man and, and kind of trust that the coaching staff, if they want to completely rest first-team – make sure that they're trying to extend their health out as far as possible by not tweaking anything in the preseason, then by all means go for it. Um, not overly concerned. I'm not, I mean, yes, the, the irrational Titans fan buried in the back of my head somewhere that likes to troll around on Twitter is sitting there thinking it's a problem, dude, but uh, you know, I, I don't think it's a big deal. And I think there's zero to freak out about. What does that guy sound like? Can you, is, is it just your voice, but more angry? Yeah, but it's like kind of a, 
it's it's got kind of a, a snart to it of like usually when i find something stupid that i want to tweet or retweet with a little comment i'm like yeah, yeah absolutely here we go let's marcus mariota let's drop that little bitch in there and so yeah that that's kind of probably what that voice sounds like it's a little bit of danny devito and uh, I feel like something else. I can't. I can't quite put my hand on it or finger on it, but it's like you know, it's Danny DeVito ish. Maybe it's yeah. just because of how you are in the uh, whenever we do these Zoom videos. It's just it, there's no point in even having him on because it's just <laughs> going to be his eyeballs every time we put out the video clip to tease this shit. It's insane to me how this is the thing every single time. Why? Why do you have to shame my my camera setup? It's not the greatest in the world. <laughs> I not just, to mention, is there anything about the rest of this body setup that people want to see? Yeah, like some kind of Greek god. It's just the face and the beard. This is all we're dealing with. Just, just that's all. <laughs> I can't even get the beard in the shot anyway. So with, so what with Farley, he's talking about, you know, he felt like he was playing in mud in, in Tampa from a, from a movement standpoint. Uh, he got burned on the double move against Scotty Miller, which was about the extent of the highlights or lowlights of Caleb Farley. He didn't play a ton of snaps, which is fine, but I think it is something that they are willing to put him out there at this point from a physical, you know, wellness, his back is okay. Let's give him some live reps in practice and in a preseason game after he got, you know, a fair amount of work against Gronk and Antonio Brown and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and all these guys over the course of the week that we've been down in Tampa. Are you going to be, is the Irrational Titans fan, given that you two speak for the Irrational Titans fan, is the Irrational Titans fan going to be okay if Caleb Farley isn't among the top three when they face DeAndre Hopkins, for example? Um, ooh, that's a good question. Because I still kind of think that he is going to be in the top three. And I know people are really focused on the Scotty Miller thing, but he did body Scotty Miller kind of box him out from being able to make that play and make that catch. Yes. He did get burned uh, as technically, but I mean, when he's not playing in mud, he's going to not get burned ever again by Scotty Miller. Right. That's probably like a once in a lifetime thing. If versus Scotty Miller, I'm sure there's faster wide receivers than, than that guy. Um, Yeah. I think, I, I I think people will be mad, but I don't think there's a cause for concern that this is a that may, necessarily means this draft pick is a bust or anything. But I'd be a little, I, you know, I want to see him. Just throw him out there. I mean, I think that's you know, I maybe it's not, you know, necessarily on DeAndre Hopkins. You can put him on AJ Green, let him get his feet wet over there because AJ Green runs like he's running in submit twenty four seven. So you know, you can put uh, Jack Rabbit over on Hopkins or put Fulton out there. Yeah, it'd be a little disappointing, but I but the irrational Titan fan is going to tell you that John Robinson should be fired, Mike Vrabel should be fired, and Caleb Farley should be cut. I had one of those last night on the primetime show. They exist. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know they exist. Zach, Zach stole my thunder a little bit there at the end, but I mean, it is am I going to be personally concerned? No, I I understand that Farley's going to have to get up to speed, and it's going to take some time. Maybe put maybe. Just just keep putting him out there so that he could get damn up to NFL speed quickly. Is your rational Titans fan going to handle that properly? <laughs> Hell no. Absolutely. They're going to be asking for the head of every single person on this team by week two when he's coming off a little sluggish. What do we, I mean, what do we make of the landscape of the Titans internet? Because all three of us are products of oh. this to varying degrees. I have been, I don't, I don't know how, how I feel about the place of my youth, the place of my birth, the sewers that are Titans Twitter. As of late, I find them starting to fray even more in terms of their sanity here lately when I, for the life of me, I, I, as somebody like the two of you who can bitch about just about anything, I have very little to bitch about with this football team right now. And I'm seeing all of these people losing their minds and I don't get it. They're, they're literally going in more and more insane day by day. It is becoming unbearable to see some of these people. There's a lot of people that I blame Titans film room, Justin Graver, for retweeting and giving clout to that have taken this, this gift of clout that Justin has given them. And these guys have gone off the deep end. They say the stupidest shit, and it's so freaking annoying i am so sick of titans twitter i've gotten to the point now 
where I just don't retweet other people or quote tweet other people when they have egregiously bad takes. Unless it's you, Buck. I'll always, you know, retweet and quote tweet you when you say something silly like Derrick Henry and James Robinson are the same running back. Both on the Um, top 100. (laughs) Suck it, nerd. Yeah, well, the top 100 is the most worthless piece of crap thing that the NFL does. It's more worthless than the preseason. So True. that's how bad the top 100 is. Players don't know anything. I mean, you talk to Will Compton every week. Does he really know anything? No, I mean, he doesn't on. know anything. Yeah. God almighty. They asked me if he, I wanted to let him co-host my or, or like fill in for me while I was out of town. I'm like, he literally knows nothing about the sport that he plays. This <laughs> yeah. is, would be a terrible idea. Don't but that's this. that's all players. I mean, they're, you're going to get some of your players that like Peyton Manning and stuff like that that do know, you know, the the, the high-end ones. But I'd say like 75% of the league should not be voting on who are actually the best 100 players in the NFL. And they're, they're always wrong. It's, it's an always the, – the list is constantly wrong. And – I'm tired of Madden ratings. I'm tired of Titans Twitter and I'm tired of the top 100. I've just started muting people and blocking people left and right. Cause I just don't care. I don't, I don't need them. Don't, don't retweet these people on the timeline because you took bait. They, they put out, you know, that there's just a horrible take that they have. Like just don't just ignore it and move on with your life. Lebowski. You're not above the bait. I've seen you. Uh, no. And I usually just resort to, um, you know, genitalia and, fart jokes so that that's i mean it, it's i try not to take any of it too seriously because if i start arguing with the average titan slash nfl fan i'm gonna lose my mind on twitter and say things i don't mean or probably do mean and then you yeah. discover who i really am but um let me let me just put this out there and i understand the complete futility and hypocritical nature in which i say this we don't need another titans fan podcast i love you all to death to just stop every other person is starting a podcast Please stop it because we see your Twitter takes and what we're hearing on audio is not that great. Now I got to back up to what Zach was just saying about the, uh, the, the NFL top 100 and Madden rankings. I, I despise this mess. And I despise the fact that ESPN, especially is one of the worst ones that follows this Madden ranking hype. It's free advertising for a mediocre game. None of us give a damn. Do you think that it's beyond EA that they know that they're ranking certain players lower and then they have that player and the coach and then reporters that go along and bitch and go, Oh, do you see this? Do you see how low so-and-so's ranking is? It's free advertising. Stop retweeting this crap. Okay. Just go back to arguing if Marcus Mariota could have been successful here, if he didn't have 19 different coaches, what is the worst of the <laughs> Titans fan podcast name names? Ooh, Ooh, I don't listen to any other Titans fan <laughs> podcast, so <laughs> I, I couldn't really tell you, but I would probably say um, whichever one's the newest because the audio is always going to suck because <laughs> they have no clue what they're doing. So I would say whichever one's the newest. I, I, you know, I'm flattered to get DMs for interview requests from things like that. And I did, I did, I did, I've done a couple and, you know, again, it is very nice that people are interested in what I have to say because I sure as hell am not interested in what I have to say, given as much as I'm talking nowadays, but they, as an interview subject, I know that I wasn't that great when I started, but Oh dear God. Oh dear God. It is among the most painful experiences that I have ever had. And I don't know how to make it stop without, you know, offending people. I went on to an Atlanta podcast like two weeks ago to talk about the Falcons Titans game. And the, one of the guys didn't even have his video on, and this is a video show. So it's a, it's a video show live. Didn't have his video on his mom or maybe girlfriend or sister. I don't know. A bunch of people were clanging pots behind him, And there were, there was someone yelling at him. And then he was actually watching TV and this is just the co-host. The other host, wasn't really asking questions. I eventually just started taking over this podcast and I'm tweeting or texting the people that put me in touch with them. And I'm like, I'm just going to take this motherfucker over and I'm just going to ask them questions and just talk, which is something I can do. I can't, I can't handle it. I was asked to be on a podcast a couple of years ago. I said, am I allowed to curse? You know, kind of gave them an outline of like, what do you want? Do you want full unplugged about or do you want me to just kind of little subdue? So no, we want the whole package. We're not to talk about Game of Thrones. First moment I come on, I make some kind of vulgar joke with a lot of cursing, blah, 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 complete crickets. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, <laughs> this is weird. And it's going to be like a 45 minute episode. So just buckle up because you invited me here. I, 
that's it's among the worst things especially given that like the radio show solo and i have people on the podcast to carry me because i'm exhausted nowadays um i every time i make a joke that doesn't land or lucas doesn't laugh at on the radio show it's it is the most agonizing experience because i have i have nothing i have nowhere to hide it's just me out there in the open to be exposed and to be publicly shamed for my joke that didn't hit Listen, Buck, I got to say one of the funnier things watching your show live. I love participating on YouTube, by the way, because it's way too easy to get your uh, your fans rolled up on there. They, but, they, they're all just a bunch of they all just smoke pot. They're just the stoners. It's crazy. They, they will spend minutes and hours talking about different weed they're smoking, like flavors I've never even heard of. No, but it's I, completely disorienting. And I thought I was somebody who knew the landscape of stuff like that, of course, you know, legally, legally. But Buck. <laughs> Maybe watching that video feed lock up and your mouth starts doing this Pac-Man thing and poor Lucas is having to scramble over there and do whatever he has to do to fix it is one of the funniest things. I don't want it to stop. Do not fix it. Like, please let Lucas keep scrambling, having to fix your video feed as you're recording from a comfort in and suites. I, like, I, it's it's amazing. He doesn't ever want me to take another road trip because it doesn't happen when I'm at the studio. It's just when they have to feed the Zoom through the through the. And by the way, like not everything, not everything has to be on fucking video. Like it's the the value of YouTube. I understand everything else. Send it straight to hell. There's no reason anybody needs to look at me talking by myself for three hours a day. I just don't get it. 100 percent, fam. Oh. You shouldn't have done it. Listen, I want I'm gonna have you, to have a convert. I'm gonna have to have a conversation with my bosses because all I'm doing is ripping my teammates. Awful at, at this. <laughs> we're gonna have you, we're gonna have you fired by the end of this podcast. Do you have to pray to a deity or something before you bring us on? Because I feel like we take your podcast schedule and just completely fucking shred it by the time we're 20 minutes in. <laughs> well, it's because you know, I I don't, I don't really tell you guys what I want to talk about beforehand. No, you I just send us a link. I just send you a link maybe 10 minutes before. And I said, Hey, let's do a podcast today. And that's about the amount of preparation that goes into any broadcast that I'm doing. But yeah, you know, there's a little bit, but the, the, there is no fun without risk Lebowski. And this is certainly a risk every time we do this. That's a good point. Now is Lucas right now putting out poll questions while we're all doing this? Uh, yes, he has them banked. Uh, mostly the ones <laughs> he that he's really? mostly the ones that he's gonna misspell that he rolls out from my Twitter account, and then I get I spend you know twenty minutes scrolling and figure out why the hell are people so mad at me? Oh, this is what Lucas put out on my Twitter account. <laughs> now, how come you don't have a a show Twitter account? Is it just you know you're just too famous of a person yourself? Well, I mean, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna create a another Twitter account for. I'm a one man show. Like it just doesn't make any sense that it would, that it would need to come from a show account. And I don't, I, mean, wanna... I always thought of Lucas and you being a two man show, but I mean, if you just want crap all over everything that he does for you, you know, that's yeah. fine. If, if, if he can fit until he figures out the streaming, the streaming glitch that's happening, it's a one man show because there is nothing. <laughs> there is not, I'm not giving him any credit for anything else that he does until he figure out how the hell to not make me a boomerang every five minutes on the YouTube page. He's, he's just he's just one of those generation vine people like he just is stuck on the seven second loop do you know he's the first it's the first time that i've felt old because lucas is two years younger than me and he's running you know there are references that i make that he doesn't get and it's just it's it's offensive i don't know well now you know are. how we felt since we've known you <laughs> when we make a reference to like caddyshack or ghostbusters or seinfeld you're just like blank face so now you know how we feel all right, let's try and bring this thing back in. What are, is there anything that you care about this final preseason game? Because I don't think most of your starters are going to play. Uh, I I care about really what's going to happen with the backup quarterback situation, and and can Dez continue his uh, I guess rehabilitation tour and recover from his disastrous practices? Yeah, he made a touchdown in the preseason game. It's not a the technique of catching the ball was not great. It was a body catch, and you don't I really want to see that. Thank God he caught it though. Cause I was yeah. so, I, I would, I don't get like, I don't have like emotions really attached to it, but just from a human interest standpoint, I felt because I've seen him drop a million balls yeah. at practice. And if he'd have dropped that one, my, I would have been soul crushed for him. And, really and it was great that the team came. Uh, I've, I've said this a few times, but it's great that the team came out and, you know, huddled around him after he caught the ball, you know, gave him all the attaboys that he could handle, you know, 
I'm not a big Dez su- supporter, and it's no to no fault of his own, obviously. I mean, I just think that John Robinson overvalued what Des Fitzpatrick is. But I do, because I am a person who enjoys watching the Titans win succeed, I want all the players to succeed, even if I don't think that they were worth the draft pick they were they were picked with. I want them to succeed. So it's nice to see that now you still got to clean up because that was a Taewon Taylor kind of catch, right? That's oh. one of those things where he's catching the ball with his body and 75% of the time that's going to be a drop. And you got to see that cleaned up, but hopefully maybe it's a confidence issue and he, the yips are over. I don't know how he looked today, but I, I think he caught a touchdown today from Matt Barkley, if I recall correctly. So I want to see them open up the playbook a little bit more for Logan Woodside. And I want to see, continue to see the evolution of Matt Barkley. Is he going to push Logan Woodside out of the way? Can they maybe put both on the roster and trade one, trade Logan Woodside to the Falcons? You know, that'd be a little nice too. God, can you imagine getting a draft pick out of Logan Woodside? Then, then I would, if, 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 if I ever saw another fire John Robinson tweet again, it would be too soon. I mean, you got a draft pick out of Jarrell Casey. I mean, you know, same thing. I was buried for that because I said that was a great trade. It was now, a great trade. All these fucking idiots that were telling me that I was wrong about that. All of you can sit and spin. Where's uh, Jarrell Casey at right now? Chilling right yeah. here with you and me. Starting a yeah. podcast next. Starting a podcast. <laughs> the the Jarrell Casey show with terrible audio. No, it's um, I, I want to see more consistency out of what we've seen with the defense. I really like the the pattern. Um, you know, one thing with this last game that I was, uh, was um, really struck by is Maybe it's not a big thing, but the spatial awareness of the players on tip drills with balls. I mean, if, if a ball was coming loose, they were right there on it and, and had their hands and were eager to turn up field and try to return. I, I really like seeing that. It just the defense feels different. It has some energy. I want to see that consistency for a third game. I like the fact that they're holding teams to next to no points. I, I want to see that continue. Um, I'm That's selfish. Continue this weekend for sure. Yeah, well, the Bears. I I tweeted out last week. Can the Bears can can you hire and or fire and hire a new coach in the middle of a preseason game because Matt Nagy may not make it to the third quarter of this third preseason game if the Titans do to the Bears when everybody else has. It's so bad. I I honestly, you know, there's the the tip drill thing because Zebo, you brought up the uh, the how you how often you're seeing guys go for the ball when they're making a tackle like the forcing the fumble and that's always something that Brable has repped them on super hard in practice. It's why they were still tops in the league in in terms of turnover differential last year, partly because they had an offense that didn't commit turnovers, but also because they are very, very active with that each and every day that they're out there. It's a legitimately, it's a legitimately, you know, from practice field to implementation and game thing that one of the principles that you can see them working on. Is it, I mean, the Matt Barkley thing, because Matt Barkley has spent a, damn near a decade in the league and he has largely been cheeks um, despite almost beating this particular franchise with the Chicago bears and one of the worst games that I've ever seen played, but nonetheless, are you, are you, are you being, are we seeing legitimate growth and development from a player that we know to be, or we think to be a known commodity uh, that may, you know, for all intents and purposes, may, may be in a good fit here in Tennessee. I think that's the key. He's maybe a good fit here in Tennessee. And granted this past, uh, this past week, you saw Matt Barkley go up against almost the same kind of competition that you saw Logan Woodside go up against. Cause they, how they were switching them in and out, in and out that, you know, Vrabel had said after the uh, first preseason game, they all, that he worked Matt Barkley with a limited playbook. Right. And yeah. he looked pretty good that first preseason game. And then, so now they want to see Matt Barkley pass it. They want to see Matt Barkley push it. And I, I think that you're seeing th- – let me say this. This is the best quarterback competition that the Tennessee Titans have had under the Logan Woodside backup era. This is the this is an actual quarterback competition, not your made-up Deshaun Kaiser or your made-up Trevor Simeon quarterback competitions that never existed. This is an actual quarterback competition. Now, in saying that, I do think PK's tweet from Saturday night where he talked about um, A.J. McCarron going down and all that kind of stuff in Atlanta, I think that does – I agree with PK. That does work in the benefit of Logan Woodside. Mm-hmm. But if Matt Barkley continues a week of 
good practices and here he comes, you know, the, you know, in the third preseason game and he's being awesome again, and he's pushing the ball down the field, fitting the ball in tight windows. I don't see how you can legitimately say that Logan Woodside outperformed him. You know, that is the thing. Matt Barkley has a chance to win the shop. You don't want to see either of these guys in the NFL regular season. And I, I know we have seen Matt Barkley and he's like two and seven or something like that. And he has thrown uh, 10 touchdowns and 12 interceptions in his starts. He's not that great, but he, and I guess you got to decide what kind of backup quarterback this team wants. Does this team want one like Logan Woodside? That's probably going to be safe with the ball. That is not going to, that's going to limit your mistakes and you're going to eke out a win because your defense and your run game and maybe a few you know, short passes that go for yards after catch, or do you want the guy that's going to be a worse version of Jay Cutler, who's going to sling it and be prone to make mistakes. And then you're, you know, losing games because he's throwing interceptions because he's prone to do that. It's, could this be Matt Barkley's rehabilitation, you know, here in Tennessee? Sure. I mean, it happened with Ryan Tannehill. We've seen it just happen with uh, Mitch Trubisky in Buffalo. Sure, it could happen. Am I going to bank some money on it? No, I still think Logan Woodside ends up being the quarterback too. I agree with you because he's got a defensive head coach and they fear turnovers more than anything. And either if, if either of them, uh, if either of them are in the game, it's going to be Derrick Henry handoff to the left side, and that's going to be the playbook for the entirety of the game boys it has been good to see you uh i will await my invitation for when you need somebody else to carry your asses uh in the interim football and other f words is the podcast that they do uh so is is it just is it just the two of you now or are you adding this bow-tied uh titans reporter that i see popping up in my mentions from time to time now uh no you're not we're not adding uh eastern freeze Okay. Uh, it took me a little second because I was thinking, well, Luke Warsham wears a bow tie, and so's Teron Davenport. But I don't think either of those are coming on our show. Well, Luke, Luke looks like an asshole in the in the bow tie. <laughs> Teron can pull the bow tie off. Yeah, oh yeah, Teron. Like everybody's very, you know, into the britches report by Jim Wyatt, and I'll be contrarian and say I don't give a shit what the team wears. Uh, but that's just me. As long as they're winning, I, they can wear whatever they want. I am always, I'm always more interested in what Teron Davenport's game day attire is because he is always so fresh and so clean. I always, I've I've swapped a few little DMs to Teron about his outfit, asking where he got it and stuff like that. Or, you know, his, uh, his shoes, sometimes they show his shoes always on point. Teron's always, not only are his takes on point, his outfit always key. So I, what were you talking about? Oh yeah. We're just going to go us two. Uh, we're just going to go S2 until ratings dip really low. If ratings dip really low, we'll we'll retool it after the regular season. You know, the most demoralizing part about Mike retiring is all of these people coming in to his mentions and telling him, I listen from Croatia, I listen from Japan and all that. And then they start following me because they start to realize, oh, there's the, there's the third asshole on the podcast that I never could find on Twitter. Guess I'll go ahead and follow him now. It's just ridiculous. Mike and Mike's leads. awful I'm, at retirement, by the way. He's, 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 he's horrible. doing more. Yeah. He's tweeting more. <laughs> he's tweeting more and ignoring us and Oh wow. yeah. We're just, just going to put him a blast right now, but it's just, it's just the two of us. We have had people reach out on Twitter saying, can we audition? No, we're not bringing in another host. We're just now we may hold auditions just for the fact that we may make fun just of for full disclosure. <laughs> it, it would be, and, and they would all come from one of these varying Titans fan podcasts that we've just spent the first 20 minutes excoriating. Uh, subscribe, rate, review, wherever it is you get your podcast, football and other F words at Broadway Sports Media. Thank you, boys. All right. A pair of Music City Mailbag questions to get to today coming off of that second preseason win. We will address them momentarily right after a quick reminder about our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Because, of course, this show comes to you from the DraftKings Sportsbook studios. And soon, college football will come to us. And so, DraftKings Sportsbook, as America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new players in the center of the action. They're giving you $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more on any college football game. You heard that right. 
DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game, no matter what. Simply download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Do it right now. And use promo code A to Z Sports to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code A to Z Sports to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, we go to the mailbag. Jacob Neal, Neal 93 writes, I won't be so long-winded this week. It's okay. We appreciate regulars just as much as we appreciate uh, any of your questions. I'll just make fun of you if it's too long. So he says he won't be so long-winded, and he simply says, I think we found our kicker. Talking about Sam Ficken. So Tucker McCann was waived injured. We're recording this on Monday night. Waived injured earlier today before Monday's practice. And Sam Ficken was probably going to have the job, whether they brought or found a way to bring Tucker McCann back in some capacity or not, because the dude's been great. 48 and 59, or excuse me, 48 and 58 yard field goals made for Sam Ficken in this latest game. He's been perfect on the preseason so far, both on extra points and on field goals. I really thought he brought up the level of competition with Tucker McCann and kind of brought a better version of Tucker McCann out once they waived Blake Hobiel and brought him in. And so now Sam Ficken looks like he's going to be the person who gets the gig. And this was kind of the the thing that you wanted to see play out because there was always there was always the option, for lack of a better term, that you could make it through week one, get to week two, reach out to Steven Goskowski if he's interested in coming back. And if he was, then you would not have to guarantee his salary for the entirety of the season. And that's kind of the thing that they were looking to avoid by bringing somebody back who would be a more costly veteran, right? They're trying to play it as close to the salary cap this year as humanly possible, and their books for 2022 are kind of going to be a mess. Anyway, because of the way that they've moved the money around to make sure that they can put together this particular team. So this ends up being a a win-win situation for both Sam Ficken, who gets another shot at the NFL, and Titans fans who have suffered just mercilessly (laughs) at the hands of poor field goal kickers. That is from Jay Neal on, or in, rather, my DMs. Sam Frazier, Samuel C. Frazier, writes, if you could comment on what the deal is with zero starting offensive linemen in the preseason, that'd be cool. Is Ben Jones okay? So he wrote that on Saturday, like, after the game, about an hour into the game, right? Because by that point, we all knew that the starting offensive linemen were not going to play. We knew that Ben Jones had missed several weeks, and Nate Davis had missed a handful of practices as well that Roger Saffold and Taylor Lewan are being very, very carefully managed, and that maybe your right tackle's playing, but he's probably playing out of position right now because Sam Brelo did play on the left side, and Dylan Radens started at right guard, and then they moved him out to tackle as the game progressed. So maybe, and now Kendall Lamb, by the way, Kendall Lamb, Ben Jones, both returned to practice, as did Nate Davis today, so you feel better about your starting offensive line. Things are just really starting to get ramped up, right? Just, for example, Derrick Henry went through his first full practice of training camp today on Monday. So this is not something that they haven't kind of steadily been building towards. I mean, the comment is that they're not going to put the offensive line out there until they're completely healthy. Taylor Lewan, they're being cautious with, given that he's an incredibly expensive left tackle and probably you know a top five player on the team right now, if he's anywhere close to the same form that he was, he's fantastic. He completely changes the dynamic of their passing game and he matters a great deal. Roger Saffold is getting up there. Like he was talking about in Tampa that he's too old to be fighting. And then, you know, he was kind of chirping at Jeffrey Simmons today, which I thought was ironic, but he is, uh, he's in his thirties at this point, Ben Jones, the same and Ben Jones and Roger Saffold both work through a ton of stuff last year, and if you need if you need to do anything right now, you need to get some kind of depth competency from the backup offensive lineman because it's not looked great the past two preseason games, and they'll have an opportunity to go out there and try it again. I don't anticipate them playing the offensive line 
at any point in the preseason, I would be surprised if they put Ryan Tannehill out there if they didn't play the full offensive line. And with one preseason game remaining against the Bears on Saturday, I just it doesn't make sense to do that, to risk that ahead of September 12th against the Cardinals when you need all these guys the most. It's a Music City mailbag for this week. Good question. Send them to my DMs on Instagram at Buck Rising, R-E-I-S-I-N-G. Enjoy the rest of your week. A lot of good content coming. I've got Des Fitzpatrick on the radio show. If you're hearing this on Tuesday, that interview is coming on Wednesday. So make sure you're sticking around for that. We'll have coverage, of course, of Chicago, the first like home game that many people are going to be able to attend. So I hope to see many of you out there at Nissan Stadium on Saturday when they host Justin Fields. I'm not saying Andy Dalton, but Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. As always, many thanks to our uh, people that make this show free for you. That's DraftKings Sportsbook and Two Rivers Ford. Support the people that support this show. Leave us a lovely five-star rating, a review. It's been a while since I've seen a new one, and I do check them quite frequently. So uh, go ahead and do that for us, and that would make me very, very happy indeed. Enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the final week of preseason football, and then soon enough, the University of Tennessee will be upon us in the first week of September, and then the Titans will just be around the corner after Labor Day. Stay safe, stay clean, stay, you know, masked if you're Mike Rabel and everybody else who's dealing with COVID because our state is on fire. And by the way, our thoughts and uh, and prayers and certainly our financial support are going to the people of Waverly and Humphreys County and Dixon County and Hickman County, all these people, all these places affected by, I just, I was just catching up on all this news the horrific flooding uh, that took place over the weekend and at least 21 people losing their lives breaks my heart. I, uh, I really, I really was torn up to see that happen because I know a lot of people, you know, the show, we, we want to stay connected to you and we want to make sure that you know that we support you the way that you support us. So certainly keeping you guys in mind right now. We'll talk to you next week.